0: Hey everybody, welcome to Movie Club. I'm Kyle. I'm Davinia. And I'm Mira. And today we're talking about Peter Greenaway's The Cook, The Thief, His Wife, and Her Lover.
1: Wonderful. Another wonderful choice by the philosopher Kyle. Yeah, this was my choice, my pick. Indeed. This
0: is a 1989 film written and directed by Peter Greenaway, starring uh, Michael Gambon, Helen Mirren, Tim Roth is in it. A bunch of good people are in it. And just the top down, it's about basically, um, well, there's a kind of a gangster who, I guess he actually does own the restaurant or co-owns the restaurant. And pretty much all the action takes place in a restaurant. And he's this kind of um, really uncouth, classless, vulgar, British mobster guy who terrorizes everyone in the restaurant and his wife. And yeah, he, his wife and another man start an affair in the restaurant, and it takes place over several days and comes to a tasty conclusion. (laughs) (laughs) Tasty, yeah.
2: (laughs) That's one way to put it.
0: I mean, I'll just start off by saying like, I really like this film a lot. The acting stands out. I think the direction really stands out. It's a very stylized, painterly film, a lot of style. But I do think there's a lot of substance in this movie too, and I think there's great dialogue. And I think the characters are actually really well done feels very kind of raw and uh, you almost feel like you're in a theater
1: or something watching it, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I must agree. Wonderful performances from Michael Gambon, who played hmm. later Dumbledore. I couldn't right. take it off my mind. And luckily, <laughs> finally, I've seen him in something different than magical setting. So this was very shocking <laughs> to see. Wonderful, <laughs> smart, and sweet Dumbledore to play this brute. And Tim Roth, I very much enjoyed him in the Constantine series. Have you seen that?
0: No. Tim Roth, he's in tons of stuff. And I guess he sticks out most to me in like Tarantino films. But he was also Mm -hmm. I think in this third season of Twin Peaks recently. And he pops up in all kinds of stuff. He's great.
1: I was surprised by the actors how well they did it. At first 30 minutes it was a monologue of Michael Gambon, right? Nobody else spoke, just him.
0: Oh, yeah. And then I, I would guess like <laughs> something like 90 to 95% of the dialogue in the movie
1: is him anyway. Yeah, I mean, yeah, even as the characters start to talk, it's
0: Absolutely. completely dominated
1: by him. So props to him that he could hold that cadency and the same tone all the time. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, when there's moments of silence,
0: when he really leaves <laughs> the film, yeah. you really notice uh, his absence, you know?
2: It kind of relieved a little yeah. bit. It's like, okay... Yeah. Thank mm-hmm.
0: God. Well, he's a great character as well, even though he's a bastard.
1: He does portray very well the aggressive husband, the abuser, because it was the moments there where when Georgina, his wife, told a lover that she met in the restaurant. Very funny, actually, right? <laughs> they just looked at, looked at each yeah. other across the tables and then suddenly sex in the bathrooms. Ooh, okay. Well, I mean, I, I, at
0: the point where you're married to him, Oh, yeah. I oh, guess yeah. any kind
1: of sense of uh,
0: actual yeah, class or intelligence yeah, <laughs> or yeah, yeah. introspection would be quite
1: attractive. The lover was Michael. So she told him how he's abusing her. And in, on the surface, it doesn't look like it. And that's exactly what it is in real life, right? On the surface, it doesn't look like it. They kind of have this back and forth. I don't want to say pretends he loves her, but he shows to the public that he loves her. And then in the private. He abuses her. And then she looks like Mm. she looks like silent, scared all the time. And then latching on every man.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He says a lot that he loves her, but also because he's so confident about himself, I don't think he hides it very well. I believe everyone on that table knows that she's being beaten and abused.
0: I I don't agree with you guys because I think she's portrayed in the beginning as very defiant and like throughout the whole film in her own little ways and
2: Oh, yeah, she's a rebel in a way. Why is she
0: defiant? Because he's abusing her. Yes, but you said it as if you can tell that she's afraid and she's very quiet. No, she talks back to him all the
1: time. She does, but also she's afraid. I mean, you can see it in Mm. her interactions. Every time he approaches her, she's like, ah, no, I don't see it. She's also, as you say, defiant, slightly brave. But then when he starts to react aggressively, as he always does, she gets afraid.
2: I mean, sure. When she's confronted by him, she is afraid, obviously, because she knows the extent that he'll go to. But whenever there's no like active confrontation with him, she'll do anything to just be different and like stand out and be rebellious mm-hmm. against him. I, that's that, or that's my feeling that I got from her.
0: Well, and also, you know, I don't see him at all as confident. I see him as completely overwhelmed with feelings of inadequacy it's even hinted that he's impotent and it's all kind of a big bluster and a fake he obviously he doesn't know anything about fine dining he doesn't know anything about books or art or culture and yet he wants to portray himself that way
2: i should have worded that better because mm. what i'm saying is like he's like in the confidence of like people he knows you know like and he's like the the boss so to speak. So that's why he like feels like he he can talk however he wants to her and do things however he wants to do. But that doesn't mean that he's not confident within him, within himself.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, he definitely has. He's definitely a narcissist and a psychopath. Or and
1: he overcompensate with the uh, <laughs> yeah, constant yeah, yeah, yeah. talking. And have you noticed? Well, of course you noticed It's very blatant. Every time somebody talks back to him, or even. Just talks, actually. (laughs) I noticed every (laughs) response only held out a few sentences, and then he gets aggressive uh, again and and tries to shut them up.
2: Anything that challenges him, really.
1: I think he doesn't (laughs) even like himself. Have you noticed the scene where the character Mitchell, played by Tim Roth, Mm. started uh, asking him some questions, and they were very vulgar, just like Albert asked vulgar questions. And Albert got angry at him. And Georgina pointed out, he's just copying you. Right. We have that scene, Snippet, so let's listen.
0: What days are those in, Albert? What's it like? You what? Get away from this table, you mucky little wimp. Go and eat your vegetable soup in the kitchen, you dirty little pervert.
2: Go on. Get out with your eating, eh? It's only Mitchell uh, making a
1: fool
2: of himself. Now stand in the corner. Corey, make him a paper act. Go on. Stand in the corner like a naughty little boy. Go on. Stand there. Take your knife and fork with you. Oh, don't be stupid. Stupid? Do you want to join him? Leave him alone. He's only copying you like he always does. You behave, he'll behave.
0: So, yeah, you're right. And that's the depth of him as an actor, right? It would be so easy to play this role as just like a just an asshole bastard he's a good actor and there's a good depth to the portrayal where i don't think that you empathize or or, or i don't know i think that you ha- can have complex reactions to him but he is often confronted with himself and reacts with kind of disgust and for so for example at the end when he's kind of getting what he asked for he's had quite enough at that point yeah, yeah. oh yeah
1: i pitied him kind of Mm, I don't know if I pity him. I, no, I mean, it was a complex reaction, as you said. Yeah. Of course, he died, but <laughs> it was satisfying. And also I was like, well, this is what you brought to yourself. you know.
0: Yeah. It's, it's a shame. Well, I mean, like halfway through the movie, Davinia looks over at me and goes, okay, this guy's got to die or something. <laughs> <laughs> Do you find it over the top, the film, and the portrayal of people?
1: Let's talk about the singing dishwasher because I don't understand the point. Oh, my God of the singing dishwasher that was over the top. Couldn't it be a simple dishwasher not singing? Well, it goes to
0: my point of whether you think everything is kind of over the top and theatrical or not. He's singing, I believe it's some kind of aria.
1: Wash me, so I am whiter than the snow.
0: Well, it's one of the interesting ways that the film kind of blends time periods. I think it's definitely meant the, that characters, obviously it represents some sort of like an innocence. Plus, a good way to get you to hate a character is for them to beat up like a nice little kid. I, I would say there's something very operatic about it. And so yeah. I think that's part of it. I think it's to lend it that kind of connotation of an opera.
1: I was, of course, disturbed when Albert dragged the Mm. dishwasher to the car with Georgina. He was slightly scared what was going to happen and what is going to be shown. Right. What is happening here? Luckily, yeah, luckily he he escapes from the car.
2: (sighs) My
0: God. Yeah. That's another interesting point, maybe, that you thought maybe anything could happen. You were scared of what would happen or be shown. Did you find it satisfying in the end? Do you think it went far enough in the film in terms of the actual violence and stuff that it showed?
1: So in the end, Georgina decided that it will be (laughs) a good revenge to cook Michael, her lover. Right. And let Albert eat him because he killed him. That is the violence you are referring to. Yeah. I think that was too much. Cooking? Michael? Why? Also, why did he make it so obvious? I mean, he cooked him whole. He could have made burgers from him or something.
2: Basically, I believe it's just to give him a taste of his own medicine. That's what he boasted about, right? Oh, I'll I'll kill him and i am eat him.
1: Yeah, right. You know? In that case, I think Georgina was too eager to kill him and he only had a small bite before she shot him in the head. In the case that we are going with the cannibalism route, let's let him eat it (laughs) all. Yeah, Yeah. eat him whole. (laughs) All all of him. And then I would shoot him after... He gorged himself. As as Georgina said, I know how you like to gorge yourself. That's why I brought it up, because
0: I think that's anyone's first inclination if they were directing or making the film to make him eat a lot of it. He knows it's over for him, basically. And he could stay alive for longer by eating more. But I, I think he's so disgusted with himself that his sitting down and kind of acquiescing to death there, the simplicity of it, and just one bite and you're a cannibal. And he has this little piece of meat on his lip after he takes the one bite, like stuck to his lip. And it looks so disgusting. Oh and I think God, that just yeah. one bite is kind of perfect myself.
2: Also, let's just remind ourselves that the cook didn't want to cook him until he knew it was for Albert to eat.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Like <laughs> <That> at- <laughs> he was
2: so easily convinced. He's like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah it's sure. For Albert? Bring yeah, him sure. over.
0: Yeah, well, why make him eat, Michael? I mean, what's the point of that?
2: I think it's a good point, too, what we were talking about before that Albert, throughout the entire movie, is like confronted with himself and how he is. And it's like the ultimate move to like confront himself. Yes. And that's what you're saying. Like he's so disgusted with himself by the end, by taking that piece, you know, and eating him. In a way, it's a perfect wrap up, but I still don't know how to feel about the end myself.
1: When you're just watching it and you are just thinking, okay, let's do more to him, that's easy. But Georgina had him at her mercy, and obviously, probably she couldn't do much more because she wasn't an abuser. She just exacted revenge.
2: If we water it down, she is the furthest possible that she could be from Albert. Therefore, she's not going to act like him. Yeah. We see throughout the entire movie, again, she's aroused by intellectual men. She's more refined than him by Miles. She's not going to be like him.
0: I think that it really speaks to the sensibilities of the director. I mean, you can imagine if this movie was directed by like Quentin Tarantino, for example, <laughs> that, you know, all no. kinds of torture would have been exerted upon him and he would have had his penis shot off. And
2: yeah, ears um, cut off, penis, yeah. everything. But, so. I, I,
0: but I don't think that's what's satisfying. I think the look on his face was all that she needed before the end. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. she had her little exactly the view of him she wanted to have. And that was enough.
1: Well, let's move slightly away from violence. And let's mention the sets. If oh, yeah. you notice, different sets have different colors, yeah? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The front of the restaurant was blue. The kitchen was green. And the restaurant itself, the seating area was red. Mm-hmm.
2: And the yeah. bathrooms were
0: white. I think this film is so like visually interesting. And I really think you mm-hmm. know that there's that expression, like every frame of painting. I haven't seen any other peter greenaway films actually i've always meant to and wanted to but i know that kind of all of his films have a root in painting and this film itself was inspired by the painting that's seen in the back of the restaurant And i think all of his films are either inspired by a painting or have something to do with painters and i believe that he himself was a painter until he realized that he could combine that with music and so Mm. then felt that cinema was i don't know superior but what the medium he wanted to work in
1: well i think that this could have worked also as uh, a play. Yeah.
0: I wonder if it's ever been performed as a play anywhere. I Wonder if mm-hmm. anyone's ever adapted it. Oh yeah. It's- or you could do a full-blown opera somehow out of it. Feel you know, like a totally different adaptation no, actually oh, do an yeah, opera. No, <laughs> <That was laughs> you got to keep that in. <laughs> <laughs> I could do the little boy wash me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but it's funny, you know, because um, you know, the other characters also just going back to the boy for a minute. Like the other characters react to him singing too. Like he's, yeah. he tries to sing while they're eating dinner, you know, and they're, they're like, I maybe we could just <laughs> leave the singing alone, you know. Yeah. And it's funny because yeah. they also do other weird kind of surreal things with that boy. Like they're washing him in the sink at one point, like giving him a
1: bath. He's getting like a oh, haircut yeah.
0: back there. And actually his name is Pup. Poor
2: guy, though.
1: It was vile. It was vile what they did to him. And it was also vile what they did to Michael.
2: Oh, my God, Michael.
1: Yeah. Well, and Albert find out, which also, <laughs> how stupid is he? Like, the whole table knew, <laughs> right? The whole table mm-hmm. knew what's was happening. She's going to the toilet five times the dinner for long periods of time. And finally, somebody told him. And... <sighs> He lost it completely and Georgina and Michael heard him in, what was it, cheese, cheese, cheese storage <laughs> or something like that. And then they escaped. What do you think about their escape route? There were two trucks in front of the restaurant mm-hmm. with seafood and meat and they stayed there all the time until the meat rot. One of those trucks took Georgina and Michael to their hiding place in book depository. <laughs>
2: Let's take a note, though, that they were also naked in that truck.
1: So I don't understand why they had to leave in the truck with rotten meat. They could
0: transport them somewhere safely. Yeah. It was easy to, like, pull the truck up and get them in there and take it away. They were naked.
1: Safely with salmonella in the air?
2: Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's the best they could do, you know. I guess they were there prepared. They were open. Might as
1: well who wants to say what happened to michael
2: holy moly i had to turn away a little bit because i was like gagging i'll tell you that georgina leaves for a second they're in this like library or like um
1: book depository
2: a book depository and so they're the two of them are there they're trying to stay away from albert but lo and behold albert's torturing the kiddo <laughs> And he basically sends him to the hospital. And so Georgina leaves to go visit the kid. And obviously, Albert takes the chances to go fetch Michael. Because Michael's such a book lover, they decide that it would be a wonderful idea if they fed him books until he choked to death or some other cause of death.
0: Pretty gruesome, but it's actually interesting how much they don't show, how much is implied. and. The framing of speakers in front of him for most of it, but you know what's going on, and you can hear the sounds. It's another great example of framing, and
1: you have to say it harder, speaker, speaker. Yes,
0: (laughs) of course there is a little revolution at the end, Mm -hmm. revolution Hmm. of the restaurant. I mean, are these the most hospitable restaurant employees of all time? I mean. They're willing to help you have an affair. They'll shower you, bathe you. They'll bring you all just because you're their customer.
1: They knew that Georgina is wife of Mr. Spica. And they also, everybody knew that he's abusing her. So I think they took pity on her. And it's like, okay, she's having some happiness. So let's protect it because we know Spica would kill her immediately.
0: There's actually a theme of hospitality in this film. Receiving and taking care of strangers, guests, and visitors. The guy in the beginning, they have no reason to wash him and clean him and they don't even know him presumably and, and the way that they take care of the boy for example and i think as soon as you know they, they dealt with the aftermath of Spika, no matter who it was i think and they were even still respectful and everything to him until you know
2: until they cooked michael
0: whereas grand budapest hotel is just a murder mystery that
1: isn't even a mystery well that's agree to disagree in there and <laughs> listeners at home can watch it and decide on their own. All right. Hereby, I announce voting phase of the movie club. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. All right. Boy, I give it an eight. Eight out of ten for Kyle.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. eight out of ten. It's fantastic film. I just like to leave room at the top, you know? What yeah. about Mr. Vignette?
2: Well, not to not be you a dare, Don't you dare to
1: say eight out of ten. <laughs>
2: Uh, not to be a copycat, and I thought of it yesterday, not today. Mm. It's an eight for me out of 10.
0: I
1: love okay. you, babe. It's disgusting. You know? Okay, me, <laughs> I myself.
2: True love, love disgusting.
1: Oh, please. Okay. <laughs> I myself rated seven out of 10. Wow, that's pretty high. I.
2: Clap, clap, clap! Yeah, Holy. my
0: my prediction was like that you would like the film, but that you would rate it like way lower than we would expect. So you, you would like throughout the episode, you'd say that you liked it and then give it like a five or something. Because you often do that. You often seem like you like it, but then you'll give it like a really low rating. Just something I've noticed over the over time.
1: Okay, I will look into it. Yeah.
2: And there you have it, folks. You just heard a review of the movie "The Cook, the Thief, His Wife, and Her Lover." Our average rating for this movie is 7.7 7 out of 10. Tell us more what you thought of this episode on Twitter at movieclub underscore pod. We'd be happy if you would rate us as well on your favorite podcast platform where you can also find more movie reviews by the movie club. You can join our movie club Patreon page by subscribing to one of our membership tiers. The links will be in the description of this episode. Next week we'll be talking about Princess Mononoke. Don't forget to check it out. Bye for now.